Hey, this is Gina Marinelli from La Strega. Hey, this is Diana with Vegans Baby. Hey, this is Janine Jaffer, executive chef at Shiraz, and you're listening to Two Sharp Chefs. Hello, and thanks for joining us. Two Sharp Chefs in a Microphone here. I'm Lorraine Moss, chef and journalist. And I'm Louis Victor, chef and professional food photographer. We started this podcast in memory of one of the best food culture ambassadors of all time, Anthony Bourdain. In his memory, we wanted to do the right thing and build a better sense of community among cooks, chefs, restaurant workers, and food lovers here in Las Vegas and worldwide. Happy day, Lou. What's up, dude? How you doing? Hmm? Good. A little sleepy. I was up early this morning, but yeah, I'm a little sleepy, but let's do this. Oh yeah, I've been an insomniac lately, so I totally get it. All right, today we are talking to the awesome chef Brian Howard of Sparrow and Wolf in Chinatown. Awesome restaurant coming up with some really interesting and exciting new things during this pandemic. And so Mm -hmm. we are talking today about reinvention. And because we're talking about reinvention, because, well, we have to innovate and reinvent right now because we have no choice. (laughs) It forces us into that role, but sometimes that's a good thing. Um, Reinvention. We're going to talk about reinvented foods today for pandemic provisions. 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 Um, So I'm going to start. I'm going to talk about the famous cronuts. And I know the cronut... Yeah, it comes from seven years ago, but that thing has a life of its own. I mean, if you go to Dominique Ansel's website, who is the inventor of the cronut, mm-hmm. if you go to his website and his Instagram, you'll see like live feeds of like hundreds of people in New York City that will wait for a freaking cronut. Of yep. course, a cronut, as you know, is a cross between a croissant and a donut. Yes. Um, what's beautiful about his cronut, which... There, there have been people that have tried to copy since he introduced it in 2013 in New York City on Mother's Day weekend, by the way. Um, a lot of people have copied it, but he has trademarked the word cronut. So people oh, who are gotcha. using that term are actually using it illegally. The most interesting thing is that he's had 84 monthly flavors in New York City since 2013. And they've, ready for this, they've never repeated a flavor, a monthly flavor, since its inception in 2013. Huh. So I love the creative genius behind that. Um, I love that every single month you can get something new and he's always going to come up with cool stuff. Love Dominique Ansel, um, pastry chef of the year, uh, super awesome dude. Now he has his own little family and he deserves all the credit for the cronut. Louis, what do you got? Oh, I have, uh, well, I have two of my favorites, two very beloved foods, and uh, they got mashed up into one, which is the sushi burrito. Love it! I right? love the sushi burrito! So it was in 2011, I think, um, in San Francisco, Peter Yen, um, in his chain restaurant, fast casual chain restaurant, Sushi Rito. That's where the uh, original sushi burrito was founded. And it was it's just really a, an overgrown maki, if you will. So a giant sushi roll burrito style with all the greatest ingredients in the world, because a lot of people love sushi. What more can you ask for? Initially, it was um, kind of invented because of the portability of it. We are so excited today because we have Chef Brian Howard of Sparrow Wolf in Chinatown. Happy to be here, first of all. Thank you both for having me. Um, I'm doing great. I'm fantastic. I'm, I'm kind of like, no matter what's going on in life, I, I stay the same. You know, I try to like just be even keeled and positive about everything that's coming my way. You know, I think I've learned a lot about how 
I see other people handle pressure, how I, you know, handle pressure. Um, I've always been able to adapt uh, to things that are happening in life. So, you know, that's kind of the biggest thing for us is just like adapt and, and keep pushing forward and stay positive. And, you know, uh, we're all in this together. Uh, so there's, you can either freak out and waste time. And I, and I, you know, and unfortunately, you know, there are certain people that just, you know, can't succumb to the pressure of what's going on in the world. Uh, but I try to only manage what's in front of me. Uh, my goals have always been very short stepped or one foot in front of the other goals. They're not, I don't, I don't look to next year's goals. I look for this week's goals. Um, and I feel like if I focus on those things, I'm able to achieve more and, and, and I take on less, less stress that way. Right. And it carries less anxiety with the things. So day by day right now, right? We have to bring up brunch because we know it's mm-hmm. new for you right now. And you're going to be bringing some live music. And um, I have to say that I was totally freaking out when I saw the duck confit cinnamon rolls with duck fat frosting. Sure. Because it was just like, oh, Have, you, amazing. Uh, have yeah. you had a duck confit cinnamon roll before? I've had duck confit, but not a duck confit cinnamon so roll. So I created <laughs> the duck confit cinnamon roll for a brunch at Kumsan, the Cosmopolitan, in 2014. Oh, okay. And, um, it had become such a... Uh, it's it's really an OG hit, and it's got like its own little cult <laughs> following. The moment we say we're selling them, we literally get emails for to-go orders and, and, and pre-orders already, where I think we've already sold almost 100 before we've even done brunch. Wow. Um, so it's one of those things. Now people can have it again every Sunday. Um, oh. And I guess to kind of go back to your question, you know, uh, of what I've learned or, or things like this, I think um, I, I've learned that certain things matter to me. Um, or certain things used to matter to me more than they do after the pandemic, right? I, I care less more about uh, trying to search for awards or, or these these things. At the end of the day, all we have are our guests and our family and our staff around us. So none of that matters anymore. It really doesn't. The uh, those things that were were important to us, and, and I would say in March, we had we were at our peak as a restaurant where we had mm-hmm. um, the team was. At its highest level, we had just gotten this fantastic pastry chef. The desserts were finally where we wanted them. Um, you know, fiscally, we were beating year over year. Um, and then the pandemic happened. And, you know, all that kind of changed and shifted a little bit. Um, and we used the time to reset and focus on what Sparrow and Wolf was built to be. Um, mm-hmm. And when we opened Sparrow and Wolf, it was meant to be a neighborhood restaurant. It was meant to be something for our community. You know, I've spent almost 20 years in this town. And, and one of the things that we built this place on was hospitality. And this goes back to my grandmother. And, and all these things that I learned were, all I want to do is throw a dinner party every night. One thing that it did get away a little bit was like, our guests that came through the door, we were mostly, you know, 60% tourists at this point coming through the door. So they dictated mm-hmm. the wine list had to be bigger. The, they wanted bigger and expense accounts. So they wanted tasting menus all the time. They wanted all these things that this restaurant was supposed to be really simple, delicious food. And again, going back to just having a dinner party every night. And so we used our time to like focus, refocus the food back to like, you know, making sure that we didn't lessen the quality of what we did, but maybe there weren't so many details in the plate, right? And we really focused on, you know, when we have beautiful, these really cool barbecue ribs on the, on the, on the menu right now, it's probably one of my favorite dishes. If you would have asked me in March to put barbecue ribs on the menu, I would have probably said, no, we're not, that's not what we're focused on right now. Right. So it allowed me to, to do and listen to what my, my local guests were asking for. You know, they, they've constantly three years, they've been asking for my burger. You know, we, we put the burger on, right? So we, it's just that shift, right? Um, 
and and it would the which was great because it allowed me to it actually challenged my ego more right to yeah. to have less ego and know that like hey we can put a burger on the menu it's gonna be really fucking delicious and it's a fun it's a fun take on it and and you know so i'd learned that's i guess to answer your question what i learned over the pandemic and i know where i'm kind of going backwards a little it's bit okay. but that was that was one of the biggest things i took away from it was to really kind of focus on what our guest needs were and reset to that, uh, to what our community wants. But we also saw that McRib sandwich that's coming out. Right. Pretty excited uh, about that. It's a, a brunch banger. Yeah. Yeah. So those ribs inspired that inspired that sandwich. You know, when we, we started talking about our brunch menu that's coming up, uh, the ribs are probably one of my favorite things on the menu right now. We, we get these beautiful heritage pork country ribs and we cure them in like Vietnamese flavors. So we use a little bit of like palm sugar and, uh, lemongrass and chilies and uh, it gets cured in that and then we we sous vide and then we smoke them so they're like almost wow. as perfect as you can get and then we glaze them in like a fish sauce uh like nak chum kind of uh a, a thing and top them with all these crunchy uh, fried garlic and shallots and sesame seeds and uh so when we we my one of my sous chefs was like we should do a mcrib and and we kind of got into the conversation of what they're called following of the McRib sandwich and what it was. And uh, I guess McDonald's had done this uh, Sichuan sauce that was like, um, I don't know, I don't know the exact history, but it made into this TV show and it was like this big thing. So my chefs wanted to like focus on that, but taking it and turning the dial to make it the sperm wolf kind of thing. So those ribs, you can see them kind of, the toppings are in the bun now instead of on the ribs. And it's just a, it's a real big banger. Sure. Why did you name your restaurant Sparrow and Wolf? Sparrow and Wolf is kind of finding that balance of, you know, the, the Sparrow, he's like a humble forger. He doesn't need a loud voice to be heard. He takes care of his family well. And the Wolf, he's ferocious. He kind of leads the pack from the back. And, right. you know, so it's this balance. It's my yin and yang, right? The food has always been stylistically about old and new, right? Having a foundation of good technique, you know, my French foundation of cooking, but always looking to the future and, and, and always trying to like, see how we could be inspired by our surroundings, right? This Sparrow and Wolf was, like I said, it's inspired cuisine. I don't put it in a box and say it's this or that, but it's got to be cohesive and it's got to feel right. It's got to read right. So we task ourselves a lot with, this restaurant can be in any neighborhood in, any, in, in the country, in any city, but it'll always be surrounded, uh, inspired by our surroundings. So the menu will adapt to where we're at. We happen to be in my favorite neighborhood in, in Las Vegas, uh, Chinatown. You know, I've been mm-hmm. eating in this in this on the street in Spring Mountain Road for uh, 18 years or 20 years or something. That I've been here, and I saw that the restaurants that were here when I moved here are still here today, right? And you know, obviously, my my son's Cantonese and my wife's Cantonese, and so I have a good tie to that culture. And the Asian culture has always inspired me through ingredients, uh, so I knew I could cook the way I wanted to here, uh, mm-hmm. and that we wouldn't. You know, there was not, not going to be anybody being like, oh, that that's a funny ingredient or this. We don't eat that. Um, so that's kind of how Sprung Wolf kind of came about. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about those Chinatown vibes because, uh, you know, you're part of that movement that, you know, Chinatown has never really honestly in this city been, uh, just Chinese food. It was a lot of different kinds of Asian food, right. but in recent years, it's become Sparrow and Wolf and Edio Tapas and Partage. And it's sort of become this like cool, and I hate the word foodie, but it is a foodie destination. Let's sure. be honest. It's where I think it's go. always been a foodie destination. Um, but what makes you happy about being there? 
Well, I knew, you know, and, you know, we, we, we paved the way. I, I'm proud to say that, you know, uh, Sparrow Wolf was the first to, at least in this generation, to pave the way for the other restaurants to come and know that it'd be okay to open up in a neighborhood like this. And, you know, we people ask me, like, you sure you want to go and open up in, uh, you know, Asian town and in Chinatown? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. It makes the most sense to me. It's the best neighborhood to be in because, one, it is a foodie town or what I, what I consider a foodie street. Some of the best food is on the street, if mm-hmm. not the best. And, uh, you know, the industry was coming out here for the last 18 years and you could cook all hours of the night. It was, you know, so to me, that was the smartest thing to do. Now, uh, we've garnered so much. Like I said, we've now that Uber and Lyft and these these things are available, we're getting the tourists off the strip to see what's going on in our town. We're no longer just the strip. Right. We're seeing now, you know, as this happened, I think. You know, it sparked other things in other neighborhoods to happen. You know, now downtown's been taken off and that's growing. The Arts District's growing mm-hmm. and Summerlin's growing. And, you know, uh, Henderson's still a bunch of chain restaurants, but eventually we'll <laughs> we'll get them there. Um, yeah, bring something here to me. I'm in Henderson. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, we've we've talked about it so many times and I've and I I've looked at many areas and it's just, I don't, I don't know, soon enough we will. I want to talk a little bit about this upscale pantry that you got going on. Sure. Because I think it's a super fabulous idea. Um, you've got like, I've seen miso rub steak, lamb neck, oysters. This so is an amazing idea. Not only did we look at this as an opportunity to maybe plant a seed if, if something was there, but fill a niche that we felt like is missing in town, right? And, you know, there's, there are Michael's Gourmet Pantry in Kierden Way is probably the best retail shop when it comes to uh, food in town. Uh, we love Kathy and Michael over there. And mm-hmm. um, awesome place. this is different. This is like, I was looking at like, our menu has so many really cool condiments and just different things that maybe people aren't familiar using all the time, you know, whether it's a miso paste or you know, some of these stuff that's we're, we're fermenting, or maybe people just want a fresh ball of pasta. Where do you go get a fresh ball of pasta? You want to make mm-hmm. it with your son or, or do something like that. And yeah. we have the inventory here. So it only made sense. We have the packaging. Um, we have the, the, the retail license for the beverageine already. So for us, it costs me nothing but to build the website and to be able to offer. And plus, I just got these really cool Sparrow Wolf Oyster Knives made. Oh, like, I saw those. I, they look I awesome. want one of those. I want you one of those. It. Yeah. And like, I would love for everybody to have uh, a video of me showing them how to chef an oyster. Uh-huh. Right. And that's not what a date night, right? With, you know, somebody took yeah, you home, sexy. And they had, you know, <laughs> a, a thing of oysters and you got to learn how to make, make oysters while making whatever, every other meal kit, or, you know, we can provide you something that, you know, uh, sure you can go to one of the great butcher shops in town and, and get a cut of meat. But we source our stuff really well, right? You know that you're going right. to come here and get the best product and that we've kind of uh, helped marinate it for you. And, and we can, you know, our, our ribs are already pre-sous vide already. All you have to do is drop them in the water or throw them on the grill and they're ready to go. So we can make dinner for most people a little bit more convenient. Um, and, and, you know, I think people are starting to cook more at home for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know it's a daunting task for a lot of people. Uh, so we will give you the ability to have an easy way or an easy access into certain things. And then the goal is over the next couple of weeks, we can start doing some videos along with stuff that we're selling to show you how to utilize those things as well, uh, with our meal kits and and things that we're going to do. So that's amazing. um, it's in the beginning stages. We just launched uh, retail yesterday. As a matter of fact, we got our first orders yesterday 
and um, we're very excited. You know, uh, we're building the website end of it. So you'll be able to go on to sparrowwolfelby.com and click, you know, Sparrowwolf Pantry, and you'll have a list of what we're featuring. You know, right now it's got, I think there's three wines and a cocktail, but it'll grow as we build this, you know, and you'll have access to really cool stuff that you can't find in the store. Um, you know, we make fantastic bread, right? Like, so like people should have good sourdough and they're making it at home, but like, let's, you know, there's opportunities here for people. Uh, come up and we can help you out. This is going to be amazing. fantastic for you. I, I know awesome. it. Um, we have to talk about local partnerships because you did just mention Kierdrum Way. Mm-hmm. And I know you work with Desert Bloom Eco Farm and you were just talking sure. about local butchers. And what do you think about the local partnerships in Las Vegas? Because Louie and I, we've noticed that, especially in recent years, um, that there's really an awesome and different and unique camaraderie here in Las Vegas among chefs. There's not that... Ooh, well, I'm not going to share this and I'm not going to sure. do that, that you can find in yeah. some, you know, maybe like LA or New York or some sure. of the other foodie destinations. What do you think about it? What has it been like for you? It's, it's not a cut through a town. I mean, I, I think, and I will argue this till, you know, I'm blue in the face that this is the best culinary town in the country. Uh, especially when they talk about the, the chefs and the camaraderie, right? Everybody wants mm-hmm. everybody to win, right? There's yes, enough for all absolutely. of us to go around, you know, maybe not right now, but normally there's enough for everybody <laughs> to go around. Um, and my best interest is the reason why I opened a restaurant locally in Las Vegas was to see our city grow. I love the city. It was really good to me. It's been really good to me as a young cook coming up. And it's one of the cities, if you take care of it, it will take care of you. Like, there's just so many great people doing great things here. I mean, you talk about Jolie Menina, right? Everything she's done with over just the last 10 years that I can remember, everything she's done to contribute to this town has been amazing. You know, James Trees is doing really fantastic puts at his restaurant and growing his brand well. Um, there, there's so many good people just trying to win and help each other. Louie and I have been doing a lot of thinking the last couple of months because we've had to reinvent as well and we've had to adapt. A large percentage of restaurants, we know for a fact, are closing. Um, yeah. We have friends that we just talked to yesterday that are closing a restaurant, a really awesome one. Um, what can we do to help each other and survive this? Well, um, you know, that's a great question. I've, I've been thinking about this for weeks, right? And I, I don't know the 100% answer, right? Because without Who guests does? coming through the door, <laughs> yeah. you know, or tourists coming in, I mean, I can tell you from my experience, right? Like three years we've been open. Um, I don't think we've ever opened the doors with less than like 60, 80 on the books. And it's, you know, we'll double or triple that on the weekends. And we're down like 40%, right? Compared to where we were in March, mm-hmm. right? And again, we're mostly tourists coming through the doors and the tourists that are coming through the doors right now, are they're here to party and be in the pool and they're gonna stay on the strip and we get a little handful. Uh, we've been trying to follow trends, right? Uh, in, in things that we see, whether it's, you know, Amex spends, right? Well, Amex spends are down 70% compared to discovery spends where most of the discovery cards are coming from the Midwest. So like we, we look at like these little <laughs> things to kind of see. Um, you know, I don't know outside of helping each other, things like you're doing, you're providing a platform people for people and chefs and restaurants to come and talk and and you can spread the word of what they're doing. Right. So I think what you're doing is fantastic. Um, you know, being a support group, right. Is the biggest thing, right. Because these are tough times and you know what, like I consider, even though we're, we're hurting right now, uh, we're going to get through this, I think. Um, and 
my plan is to, to get through this, but I know that we're blessed on this side, right? I know that there's other restaurants that are really, really struggling. And I know when I have 50 on the books, I'm like cringing inside and I'm like, this is terrible. Right. But I know there's restaurants that have like five or, you know, they're not doing any business. Uh, so being mental, mental, uh, support for people and, you know, knowing that there's a network of people here in town that you can talk to, you know, and, you know, maybe you can steer people into the right direction that could save them. And, you know, maybe it's a financial help thing or, or whatever. I think if you have the right people in your, in your support group, there's opportunities. Um, but I don't, I don't know the answer. You know, I'm like you and this, you know, I don't have a crystal ball and I, I don't pretend to. And I, again, I, I'm very short lived goals right now. It's like, yeah. let's get through today and I'm going to work on tomorrow and we're going to plan for next week. And, um, but yeah, I, this is, this is nuts, right? This is something <laughs> really, none yeah. of us have experienced. So, uh, you know, fuck, I, I don't know. We just got to all stick together and keep riding. I've got some ideas, right. you know, if, if, you know, shit hits the fan, you know, we're going to, we're going to rally as a group and we're going to do some cool stuff. Uh-huh. Doesn't mean everybody's going to survive. Their businesses yeah. may not survive. All right, we are moving on to Chef Show and Tell with Chef Brian Howard of Sparrow and Wolf. What you got for us, Brian? All right, I have this fun little marble mortar and pestle. Right. Um, no, no, I have, we have a lot of toys here, um, and I think the simplest ones are probably usually my favorite. It used to be yes. mandolin, Vita Prep, uh, but I've really come to love. Uh, this for using spices, right? We right. use so many spices in our kitchen. I, I'm a, I'm surprised more people don't use spices and like, like as much as they should be. Like people are missing out on the combination of flavors when you start adding these toasted spices from all over the place. So, um, even just hand mortared like pestos. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. I just discovered better, that lately. Better so, than out of a yeah. bite of prep, right? FYI to everybody who's listening out there that doesn't quite have a culinary background. So what's the benefit of using a hand, you know, mortared um, spice mix versus like buzzing it all like in a, a grinder? Well, I find that, well, especially if you're toasting them, you're you're uh, you're releasing the oils a little bit slower, right? Yes. Like it's a little more mm, homogenous exactly. and uh, you're really kind of extracting all the flavor better than you would in, in a blender. Right? And yeah. it gets the job done. But uh, especially too, when you talk about using green herbs and things of that nature, uh, they mm-hmm. tend to hold their their color better because there's less heat involved. Right. Um, and it's fresher. You get a lot more of that that yes. herbaceousness than than you would. Uh, and and I find just like it's like from a freshness factor that we only make what we need. We don't have to blend up much right. because there's a, like there's a giant a four quart. Yeah, so less a, waste. A cook. Yeah. He's like, I want to make you know, a giant blender full of sauce that, you know, should be made every day, but it can do enough for what you need usually in, in just this. So, uh, one of my favorite tools, it's great for, you know, grinding anything down, uh, making purees. I love to take, um, roast, slow roasted garlic, garlic confit, cook it in a little bit of olive oil, and, uh, just put it in the, in the mortar and, and, and grind it down to a smooth paste. I use it to replace like, uh, mayonnaise and stuff now on on sandwiches or or fresh dried legumes and things of that nature you know you can just kind of make your own little purees and paste with it really easily uh, the marble is is really smooth and porous so as you grind it it keeps this nice and soft uh interior which right it's a little ab- less abrasive mm-hmm. like the mocha head tape is fantastic yeah. for chilies and, and stuff like yes. that where you got to really yeah. kind of absolutely break those down uh 
this is smoother. It's 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 a little more finesse, right? A little more yeah, right. finesse than the other ones, I think. Like care and upkeep. How do we uh, do? You wash it with like. Uh, I wipe it out with a warm towel. I run it a little bit of water in it, and then I oil it actually. Uh, so the the oil helps keep it nice and from cracking or splitting and things like that. Right. So you're basically like having it like develop its character. Like a good, like a good cast iron pan. Yeah. yeah. We are going to move on to On the Fly. Oh, oh, timer ready. All right. 60 oh, seconds, rapid fire questions with Chef Brian. And this is just like whatever comes to your mind. Sure. Chill. We know that you can do things on the fly because you're a badass chef. You ready to go, Lou? Let's do it. Let's do it. Come on, Lou. And go. First question is best brunch item. Best brunch item. Duck Opie Cinnamon Roll. Cat or dog person. Dogs, for sure. Inspiration for your food outside of food. So mine's like art. Um, everything. Um, <laughs> I, I get inspired by everything. Um, I, I tend to always go to the water when uh, I'm burning uh, too hot inside, right? if that makes sense. Love it. Uh-huh. When the soul's full of fire, find yourself at the side of the beach, and I get inspired there. I, I, I mean, I find inspiration in everything. What is always in your personal pantry? Fish sauce, uh, miso paste, uh, koshos. I, I, we, we have a big no waste program here, so I know I'm taking a little, little bit of time, but uh, you know, saving those citrus skins and salting and fermenting them really makes fun condiments for, for you know koshos and things of that nature. Nice. Uh, dream place to travel and eat. Spain, Japan. Keep going, Lou. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. make him answer all these questions. <laughs> of course, um, childhood food craving. Uh, childhood food craving. Uh, <laughs> shit on a shingle. Uh, I grew up what? eating. <laughs> what is that? Every uh, I think Holy every fuck. Tuesday was like um, you never heard of shit on a shingle. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> toasted white bread, toasted wonder bread with um, like uh, deviled chicken mixed with uh, cream of mushroom <laughs> soup. And they were poured over the top. <laughs> Sounds terrible. It's delicious. Oh, it's a crazy Midwest thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I haven't had it since I was a kid. But that, it was either that or like uh, cold ravioli, Chef Boyardee ravioli out of the can. Best self-care move. Uh, best self-care move. Um, well, cold press juicing. Uh, trimming, trimming your fucking nails. <laughs> I can't stand people with dirty long nails. Right. Is there anything that you do not eat? Um, hmm. I don't like, I don't respond well to natto and uh, viscera and things okay, like, okay. you know, uh, fermented stomachs and stuff. I just, I don't do it. I love brains and I love all that stuff. I used to eat a lot of it. I don't as much as I get older, but um uh, yeah, those are the products. I know you like awfuls too, right? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. really big. And I mean, I, I don't eat as much that way anymore just because I'm, I'm trying to be healthier as I get right. older. But uh, right. uh, yeah, no, no, uh, no viscer for me. Um, your kitchen cooking soundtrack. Well, it changes. Uh, you can actually, if you go to my, the link in my uh, Instagram, both Sperling Wolf LV and Chef Brian Howard, uh, if you click on the link there, you'll have access to my Spotify playlist right there. Ooh, we'll so do it that. Changes. You will look at it and you'll be like, this is the most diverse, crazy playlist. It, it will go from uh, Egyptian drums to, you know, really cool uh, Spanish, you know, Latin stuff to 
really hardcore rap. I mean, it's it's all over the board. The only thing I don't really do is country, but I really I love Cuban music when I cook. There's something wow. about horns. Oh. I really love horns and drums. Oh, okay. amazing! So, last question: What what haven't you done that you really want to do? I want to travel more, right? Like I'm. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I've traveled a lot, but I've traveled mostly in the States and Canada and Mexico, and uh, I've never been to Europe or Japan or, oh, or wow. any of these countries where I cook really well in, the, in those areas just because I study them, but uh, I've never been abroad yet. So I had three trips planned this year, four actually, uh, that all got smashed because of COVID. So hopefully next year we'll pick up where we left off and, and start traveling i think that's where a lot of inspiration for me will come for sure chef i can't for even sure. wait to taste your food after you have traveled because it's you're gonna be yeah. your fire you're gonna be super fire then inspiration uh, yeah it's just gonna like hit you yeah um all right let's go ahead and sell it for sparrow and wolf chef or whatever you'd like to sell it for absolutely uh sparrow and wolf we're uh four four eight zero spring mountain road uh you can't miss us we have a beautiful mural now by uh Heather Grace, uh, one of our local artists, but uh, you know, it's really about just super delicious food. The menu changes often. We've got the best family group in town that works here. And, you know, like I said, we focus on the waste, we focus on our community, we focus on uh, making you better uh, after you leave this room in terms of uh, the way you eat and the way you think about food. Um, but really, you know, it, it comes down to the people that work here. You know, and I think you'll walk into this room and you'll be like, man, I hear it every day. Your staff, your staff, your staff. And uh, like I said, this restaurant's not about me. It's about the people that work here, the people that come into the door. Um, so we do brunch. We're open Tuesday through Saturday, 5 to 10, and then brunch on Sundays, 11 to 3. Our pantry's open those same days. You uh, pre-order the 24-hour in advance, and you can pick up uh, the next day from 3 p.m. on. Uh and, and, you know, we always got new stuff coming for you. So, uh, what, you know, what's been great, though, I tell you, um, we've gotten so many new local guests uh, since uh, since the pandemic and people coming out of quarantine, people that have wanted to get here and haven't yet, uh, which was amazing because it's, you know, another new opportunity to uh, make it a home for someone else and make it a special place for someone else. So we're appreciative of our guests, first and foremost, and, and what you guys do, too. So thank you for uh, bringing us on and uh, sharing us with the community. Chef, thank you so much. You can watch this on YouTube and listen to us on your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much, Brian. We will actually yeah. be in very soon. I'm gonna friggin' I'm gonna kill that duck comfy sim at I all. So well, <laughs> you know, there's a funny story. Uh, that cinnamon roll, and I'm hoping this weekend is the fourth, but three three women have eaten it and gone into labor. What? This is not <laughs> there's no it's that good. There's gotta be something scientifically, uh, and they were um, all very close to to having babies and ready to go and i kid you not two at kamsa one at sparrow and wolf i have <laughs> one that is coming in this weekend because i told her that and she's like we'll wow so, i was i was gonna ask is she pregnant again right you should have like a little wall of fame yeah it's like good for fertility too because then i'll come in and have it just for that <laughs> right <laughs> make some babies too <laughs> all right thank you so much chef right, Ryan. Later, we'll see kids. You soon. bye thanks for listening to two sharp chefs in a microphone we love subscribers almost as much as we love food if you like what you heard please subscribe rate and review 
And check out Two Sharp Chefs. That's with a number two on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our WordPress blog. Email us with any questions and ideas at twosharpchefs at gmail.com. And Louie, we stream new episodes every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, Radio Public, and Stitcher. It's been a pleasure. We're 86th. Till next week.